Well, hey there, and welcome to our first podcast. Um, we're getting there, right? And uh, so this is a podcast for people who are a work in progress. And if you've arrived, uh, this is probably not the podcast for you, but we welcome you to send us an email and be a guest on our show. We lo- love that very much. So I'm Justin, uh, and this is my wife, Melissa, sitting next to me on our sectional late at night recording this. And uh, so we just wanted to welcome you and talk about uh, who we are. So say hey. Hey. <laughs> so we're we're here um, to talk about um, who we are, this podcast, um, just to give you a little bit about um, where we've come from, who we are, and kind of where we are now, um, to give you a little background about uh, that. And then we hope to get into some topics uh, that are passion points for us um, about marriage and about relationships and children and and again, things we are not experts on, but um, kind of our perspective on life and things and and uh, how we view uh, how to do some of these things and work through life. So I wanted to take a minute and kind of uh, catch up, um, kind of catch you up on our even our week. And, and so, honey, how was your week this week? Mm. This week was, well... <clears throat> I homeschool our three kids, so um, we uh, we did a lot of school this week and ran around and had some play dates, and it's been a pretty okay week. Yeah, been a fun week, been yeah. a long week, but it's good. Yeah, I mean, uh, had a lot of photos to edit this week. Still have a lot of photos to edit, and um, my wife is an amazing photographer, <laughs> so. Uh, shameless plug, right? Shameless there. plug. <laughs> there may be many of those. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, always trying to catch up, but it's okay if I don't ever catch up. That should be a podcast on its own. <laughs> right. So tonight we're actually sitting on our sectional, um, and uh, we are drinking some amazing coffee. Um, mm. I said we would plug it, and if iTunes takes our podcast down, I guess we'll edit that out but we are drinking giant steps by blue bottle coffee in our french press Mm. and it's amazing and it's what's powering our lives right now to be able to record this (laughs) and my wife has uh woodwick candles lit so it's nice and chill in here so anyway uh, those are a few of our favorite things um so i wanted to start off um this uh, kind of a little bit about us uh, podcast about who we are. So I'm going to flip it over to my wife um, first to kind of talk about um, how she was raised, just kind of our background, our history, so you can get to know us a little bit more. Um, so kind of just give us a little bit about that. Okay. Um, and you'll have to forgive me. I'm recovering from a week of either really terrible sinuses or a cold or something. So um, I am... Um, one of technically seven, but only six kids that lived in my house all at once, um, came from a blended family. Um, I have several step siblings and a couple of biological siblings. And, um, I would say that I grew up in a, um, seemingly Christian home, um, grew up in church, but, um, 
on the inside of our four walls, I think that people would gather a different story than that. So I would say I grew up in a relatively broken home and, um, my parents, uh, well, my biological dad, my mom divorced him when I was one. And then my stepdad who raised me, um, they have been divorced now since, um, about a year ago. Um, but they've been separated for about 10 years, maybe. So, um, but anyways, about me, uh, I am, married to my best friend and we have three kids and I am, uh, she's talking about me by the way. (laughs) Um, I am crafty and I love all things artsy and I love music and I love to play instruments and sing and, uh, I love outdoorsy things. Give me a cabin in the woods over a day at the beach any day. And I'll take it. So I often joke with her that she has many, many, many giftings, many talents, and it's not fair that we should spread the wealth around <laughs> a little bit. But very good. And so, um, kind of a, a little bit about me. Um, I grew up in a very healthy family, um, and uh, something that you know many people in my peer group would say that was a even even you would say was a leave it to beaver family um there was yes. no divorce um everybody played well and played nice together um you know we we went to church all the time my parents served in church and uh we still celebrate birthdays um all the time and and i'm 30 something uh and uh i <laughs> which is amazing by the way i'm pretty sure until we started dating i hadn't had a birthday party literally since i was maybe 10 right. my families we stopped doing birthdays once you hit double digits it was like all right nobody cares anymore <laughs> and something you're gonna even see you know as we go throughout this podcast mm-hmm. is the stark difference in our in our lives and the way that that's kind of brought us together and and kind of toward the middle um, and I feel like that's something that that God has allowed us to uh, go through in order to be better versions of of who he created us to be and he created us to be a certain thing. And we're moving toward that. Um, you know, and we, we, uh, I think that's something you'll see and hopefully sense throughout this. Um, so, so I kind of grew up in that, in that manner and grew up in church and very similarly played instruments, uh, love music. Um, and, uh, you know, still, uh, still do. We, we still, uh, play on our, on our worship, uh, team and, uh, love that. Um, and, um, I like guns. I like to go shoot. Um, and, uh, I'm the same way. I would like, I like cabins in the woods and I also like the beach though. So I'm good with that too. Um, he likes vacation. I like vacation. <laughs> I like vacation. I like food. I like a lot of Cause, things. Cause, cause you enjoy staycations too. I, I like, love staycations. Even if you're just off work and we're just hanging out. That's right. That's like your favorite thing. That I would like, yeah, yeah. Turn on a game of football, you know? Not that you're not grateful for your job, but you, Absolutely. you are a family man. So Absolutely. you like to stay and hang out with us, That's which right. I, I like. I don't like that you're rushing off to work every day and you hate being here. <laughs> that's, that's very, very true. 
maybe maybe at some point in our 14 year marriage you have found uh refuge at work but never it doesn't seem like that's the case right now never a day that that's happened um so i'm gonna flip it to you now um so kind of talk a little bit about us together um and how we met and you know how i swept you off your feet romantically Mm. um Mm -hmm. (laughs) but just kind of talk about that a little bit i wouldn't say sweeping me off my feet i will i will say that our meeting was a funny story um we both found ourselves loading trucks at UPS after high school. Um, and uh, unbeknownst to me, unbeknownst, unbeknownst, how do you say that word? Unbeknownst, yeah, okay. you're right. Uh, um, to me, my youth pastor at the time who also worked there had sort of um, privy to Justin that um, I would be coming in and um, so he was kind of on the lookout for me, I guess you could say. Absolutely. But I remember going in um, uh, my first week actually on the line, and I remember this curly-haired guy with uh, amazing face scruff, and I'm a, I'm a scruff kind of girl. I like a little, like, I don't like big old beards, but I don't like baby faces either. I like I like a good five o'clock shadow, plus a couple days. <laughs> um, but anyways, there was this curly haired guy with a, a blue bandana, kind of staring at me. Um, really staring. Really staring. Yeah. yeah, almost. I won't say stalkerish, but no, okay. it was like you knew who I was, but I didn't know who you were, yeah. which was actually the truth. Um, so, anyways, after a couple of days of just watching me. Um, I was actually at the vending machine, and this particular vending machine was uh, temperamental, to say the least. And uh, up comes this guy that's been staring at me for two days, and he, you know, offered to help me get the vending machine to work. And he came up and said, "You have to spin the quarter to get it to take the to get the machine to take it." And at first I'm thinking that's like the lamest pickup line I've ever heard. It really was though. That you had to spin, spin the quarter. However, he really wasn't, it was, it really, I mean, maybe it was uh, an attempt to talk to me, but he was telling the truth. This particular machine, you did have to give the quarter a good uh, flick with your thumb so that it would take it. I don't know what the trick is in that, but <clears throat> nonetheless, he got me my, uh, I think it was was it the pep it was the Pepsi machine right? It probably was. Okay, yeah. so he got me my pop. Um, yeah, we're from Ohio, so we say pop. So <laughs> if you're from, if you're one of our southern friends and you say soda or it Coke, Coke, yeah, it was a Coke. Um, it was it was a Dr Pepper Coke that I was. <laughs> that's why it doesn't make sense to us. We just say pop because a Coke pop. is a Coca Cola like a Coke. But yeah, anyways, Pepsi. back to the. Uh, the story um anyway at that point we we kind of started chit-chatting um and he asked me for my phone number and i actually told him no that i wasn't going to give him my phone number i had been through a slew of um not so great uh relationships so i was kind of through with the whole dating idea um, so when he asked me for my phone number, I said, I told him no, and that the only person I was dating at the time was Jesus. I think I said something along those lines. You did. Um, anyway, fast forward uh, maybe another few days. 
I uh, got a phone call and I at home on at home, home phone. on home phones before yes. I think they had self they did have they cell did phones have but cell I phones. didn't have one yet. Um, we were poor so we didn't have cell phones at my house. Um, but anyways, I get a phone call and I said, "Who is this?" And he said, "This is Justin." And I said, "Justin, who?" And which I made a good impression on. Her. <laughs> I know. Um, and he said, "Justin from work." And I said how did you get my phone number? And he said, well, you're the only Melissa McKee that lives on Navarre Avenue. Oops. And I was like, how did you know that I lived on Navarre Avenue? Well, it just so happens that his last name was Fox and my last name was, was McKee. And so my check fell right underneath his in the, in the stack at work. So he picked up his check and saw mine sitting there and had my address on it. So anyways, uh, I figured since he was brave enough to call me, I would at least give him the time of day. And um, we chit-chatted for a couple other days at work. And he popped into my truck one day and said, so sometime on like a Friday night, if you're bored and I'm bored, maybe we could be bored together. Boom. And that, my friend, is... A pretty good pickup. That's line. a pretty good one. I think it's a pretty good one. Yeah, not too bad. So how could I say no to that? And it clearly plus he was loading my truck for me. Right, right. Which it was, so I mean, I I was doing some work that day. Yeah, double duty. Yeah. So you know, I the truck that I worked on. In fairness, the truck that I worked on, I always got those Tony Little Gazelles. Yeah, and but, they weighed like seventy five pounds, and they were huge and awkward. And instead of sending them on the big carts, they always sent them down my chute. So they always got stuck. And this dude would come and unjam my belt and he would, you know, help me load up my packages and he would throw the big gazelles in there for me. And so anyway. I was just really trying to impress her. So anything <laughs> at that point worked. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, we dated for um, about eight eight or nine months before we got engaged. I pretty much knew, I knew the day that I met you that I was going to marry you. I told my mom that mm -hmm. the day I met you, I said, I met the man I'm going to marry today. And she said, yeah, right. <laughs> and I said, wait and see. So sorry. That was, I think longer than you intended no, our story. To no, be, I, but. I love hearing about how I swept you off your feet. So oh. that's good. Um, so, so we, we got married, right. Yeah. Um, and, um, and that got was, married in April of 2004. That's right. That's right. So we have been married for 14 years. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, we have a 12 year old yeah. and a six year old and a four year old, two girls and a boy. And they keep us busy. Mm -hmm. And we're just like a lot of parents. We were just talking about that, that, you know, that sometimes it's it's eight o'clock and and we're just we're tired and we're ready for uh you know us to sit down and record a podcast with the rest of our night so anyway uh so we are uh but we're yeah we have three kids been married for 14 years and uh and we have had you know our share of of, of ups and downs just like everybody has um and that's made us into who we are and so I think we're going to talk about kind of where we've been. So, um, and, and, and to preface all of this, um, I think maybe I should have said this at the onset, but it's okay. Um, you know, we're going to be very real. We're going to be very honest, um, without an intent to, to hurt feelings or, or anything like that. Um, 
But the point of this, and it may be just cathartic for us to talk about these things, but our hope is that it will help someone else. It will help maybe a, a couple or a person that's, um, you know, in need of, of just the feeling that they're not the only ones experiencing this. So, um, when we talk about some of this, we, we are just going to be very honest. We're going to be very open, as open as we possibly can be, um, given scenarios and, and situations. So, um, just a fair warning before we get into this next section. So, um, but kind of talk about, um, where we've been. So I kind of want to turn it back over to my wife and talk about trials. So, um, we've been through a lot. You've been through a lot. I've been through a lot. So just maybe touch on, um, kind of whatever you feel comfortable talking about, um, right now. Okay. Um, gosh, trials. <clears throat> Is it fair to say that your whole life's been a trial at, you know, at, at, at various points? And, um, I'm sure that's true for a lot of people. And, and I'm sure that it's true that, my trials are minuscule compared to somebody else's, but I will talk about mine nonetheless. Um, as I mentioned, I grew up in seemingly a Christian home. Like I said, we all went to church together, but behind closed doors, things were pretty different. Um, my uh, being a blended family was not easy for my parents. Right. So, um, and when I say my parents, I'm going to refer to my, my, technically my stepdad, but he, he was the dad, the only dad I knew. My biological dad was, um, what had a alcohol addiction that, um, made him, um, homeless for the, for the, um, larger portion of his life. And eventually it took his life, um, about, um, maybe 13 or 14 years ago is before Madison was born. I think it was before we were married actually. It so was, yeah. maybe actually more like 15 years ago. Um, so when I say my mom and dad, that's who I'll be referring to. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. Um, it was hard. They had older kids. Um, my sister Jill was, um, six years, almost six years older than me. Um, so she was nine by the time they got married. And then all of my dad's kids were older as well. Um, eight and up. So, <clears throat> so, um, and I would say that my dad was a, a very traditional type person. He valued traditional, um, homes where, you know, dad goes to work and mom stays home and kids are, respectful and kids are well-mannered and, you know, none of those things are uh, bad to want, but I think that his method of acquiring those things came by, um, uh, more of a dictator type role and less of a fatherly type role. Mm. So, um, he was a great dad when, everybody was obedient and mind mindful of him and what he, what he wanted. Um, and he would, would take us camping and play games. Like every night we were at the table playing a board game. We loved playing life and monopoly and things like that. And, um, and there's actually a French card game called Millborns, I think mm -hmm. is what it's called. And we used to play that. And I just remember, 
there there was the word kumfure was in there and uh i don't we know what that means (laughs) i don't know what that means it's a traffic game of all things so so we don't really know Um, i don't know what that means but i just remember we played that story there was a lot of verbal um dare i say abuse Mm, and um emotional abuse and just really a struggle to to please him he he we grew up in a very conditional house Mm. so um so i'd say that was my my first trial was just getting through childhood you know with with step siblings um my step siblings were in and out of our house because I think that I think that they enjoyed the the good times, but when things got rough with dad, <clears throat> especially my two brothers would leave and go stay with their mom. So sometimes all of us lived together and sometimes all of us didn't. Um my my sister, Jill, struggled through her teenage years, you know, with with our dad and um, that created some pretty chaotic times for us. Um, and for me, as someone who w- had to watch it all unfold, there were lots of screaming battles and physical altercations and running away and cops being called. And just, it was just kind of a crazy, chaotic, yeah. yeah, crazy childhood that I had. Um, um, but my goal isn't to, I guess, air everyone else's dirty laundry, but to talk about just how, you know, as a kid, yeah, growing up was um, great sometimes, but for a lot of the time it was, it was difficult. Um, I'm thankful that my mom is, um, she loves the Lord and she's a great mom and a great grandma to our kids. And um, she's, I think, you know, she's moved away from that situation. And, and, uh, like I mentioned earlier, my dad moved out on her, um, maybe t- 10 years ago mm. when Madison was just little. So, um, and so I think that she's moving towards a more healthy life and way of relating to people. And, and, um, so I'm happy for that. And, um, <clears throat> the relationship that I have with my dad now is um, I don't want to say non-existent, but it's f- fragilely strained. Yeah. Strained and, and fragile. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's, you know, so anyways, um, and then I would say date our dating and first couple years of marriage were <laughs> Rocky were a str- a struggle. Right. Um, <clears throat> You know, we had some ups and downs with our our dating relationship, and I'm sure we'll get into details about those later, right? You don't want me to? Oh, yeah, whatever. Talk we about can, all that we, right we now. We can we can go on to our early our early marriage years, and okay. and and then skip ahead to yeah. maybe the later parts. But yeah, go so ahead. um, so I'll say that we had um some struggles in our marriage. I think early on, mostly with communication and just um. I grew up in a house where uh, yelling and saying very mean things to people was just the normal. And um, 
that we weren't very good at resolution in my house. So chasing people around, trying to find some sort of answer or resolution was sort of the normal, even though we never really got that. Right. Um, so I'd say definitely the first year of marriage was a lot of me unlearning um, bad habits. I think that I was quick to murder you with my words and, and chase you down for um, conversations that you weren't prepared to have in the moment. And, um, but I think we both learned to come kind of, like I said before, to come toward the middle Sure. and, and, and my, to, not to jump in on no, you, cool. but, but my, um, you know, growing up, um, <clears throat> was surrounded by, you know, my, my thought of how to resolve something was to, to just be quiet if I didn't want, you know, if I, uh, even if I had something to say, it was, it was, well, we'll just figure this out at a different time. And, and sometimes that's good, but sometimes you have to understand who you're dealing with and, and who and what they need and, and love the person how they need to be loved. And you needed resolution or at least the semblance of we're going to talk about this at a different time. And I just would, I specifically remember one time, it's probably early on. Uh, later in our dating relationship. Um, but anyway, you, uh, we were having an argument and you were asking and I turned around to walk away or like to, to, and you, and I think you like walked over to me and like, you're not leaving. And it really did force me to, to look at the situation. I mean, so I, as much as you learned stuff, I, I also learned how to communicate with you and to to try and seek a resolution and not until much much later did i actually learn how to do that in everyday life those were in like the dire situations yeah um so i would say you know we we uh we struggled there and um um there were some other struggles i'll you want me to talk about those or do you want to talk about? Those? Well, let's talk about the other couple first. Um, let's talk okay. about kind of, um, you know, we had, we had struggled to get pregnant, yeah. um, kind of er- so, you know, earlier. Well, so, <clears throat> so we, we were not intending to get pregnant with our first. Um, I just had really a terrible time with birth control. And, uh, so I got off of it. So we tried good old natural family planning mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, that didn't work out. Yeah, so, and l- luckily for us, because yes. I obviously we wouldn't, you know, trade, um, any of our kids. And so, um, Madison came, um, about a year and a half after we had gotten married. Um, well, what we found out we were pregnant, um, a year and a half after we were married, we had her two years after, but, um, and uh, then we we had we had kind of it in our mind. Um, Justin his and his siblings are each four years apart, and we kind of liked that dynamic, and we liked that um, the the age differences there. I always I have always thought that people who have children one right after the other have to be crazy because <laughs> we said we're going to be honest. So. <laughs> yeah, because I just I'm like, who would want two kids in diapers and. Or, you know, two kids that need you all the time. So we liked the idea of four years apart. And instead, we got six years apart. And then when Natalie was 18 months old, I was pregnant with Gavin. (laughs) Also another 
uh, natural family family planning fail on yes. that end. But anyways, um, the reason there is a six-year gap between Madison and Natalie is because when we started trying for Natalie, um, I got pregnant pretty much the second month of us um, actively pursuing pregnancy. Um, and uh, I found out that I, I went in to get my blood work done and I found out that my numbers were not, my, my levels were not as high numerically as they should have been for how far along I was supposed to be. And so they wanted to draw blood a couple days later and they did. And, but, but even before they could draw the blood, I started bleeding. So I knew that I was probably miscarrying. And, uh, um, when you, a first miscarriage was for me seemed, I mean, I think I was sad, but I think it seemed like a, almost like a rite of passage passage. I feel like, I felt like I had heard most of my friends with multiple children had had at least one really early miscarriage. So I kind of felt like, you know, that was kind of a normal thing maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so I just kind of brushed it off and then we started trying again. And about two months later, um, I was pregnant again. So I got pregnant in September and then I got pregnant in December and, um, and I went in to get my blood work again. And, uh, I think at first everything looked great, but then I went for a second one and my numbers had gone down instead of up. And then I, so I went in a third time, um, just to confirm and my numbers were all the way down. Um, but I had not started bleeding at this point. I should have been, I think about eight weeks pregnant. And, um, and so that was difficult because it was what they would call a missed miscarriage where I, my, my body didn't outside, aside from my numbers going down, I didn't know that I had miscarried. Um, and that was really hard. The second one kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. I think I, I started to fear that, we would never have another baby. Right. Um, and then, uh, so then after that, it, um, after that baby passed, that the waiting for that baby to pass was also difficult. But um, after that baby passed, um, we waited, I think. We mm-hmm. kind of took a little bit of a break to yeah. let my body reset after that one. And then we started again. But it took us quite a while, almost a year um, of trying and being frustrated to finally getting pregnant with Natalie. Um, yep. I remember I went into my doctor's office and she was going to start me on fertility drugs yep. and you're supposed to start your fertility drugs when you start your menstrual cycle. And I had my prescription in hand and I actually never started my menstrual cycle because I was pregnant with Natalie. So, That's right. So we were thankful for that. Um, that whole pregnancy was scary, though, because I was constantly wondering if I was going to lose her. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty rough. It was rough to go through two miscarriages and then months and months and months of not getting pregnant. Yeah, it was so. a stressful time. Mm-hmm. And so um, we also went through, you know, some other things and. Um, one I wanted to touch on, um, mainly because it's mostly about, um, something that, that I went through, um, uh, as far as, uh, some of the, uh, 
my end of it anyway, um, was uh, 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 pornography addiction. Um, and um, it had uh, come in, and probably not really a, like to, to talk about it, uh, the whole thing, um, but kind of an overview uh, for the sake of the time on this podcast. But, um, you know, it was something that it had not just been, you know, um, a single incident, you know, where we had gone through it multiple times in our, in our marriage, um, where I had, uh, you know, viewed things I shouldn't have viewed, um, in, um, very selfish moments in my life, very painful moments, but that, um, was something that, uh, had hurt my wife deeply, um, had cost us a lot in our, in our marriage has cost her a lot. And so, um, uh, not to glaze over it, but to, to say as an overview, um, you know, um, cause I think it's probably something for its own podcast that we could spend a whole hour on. Yeah. But I think, I think that is something that we've walked through. So because it's something that we've walked through, it will be interwoven into a lot of our conversation will be our walk through that. And, um, it's a filter that we view life through anymore. Sure, right. You know, and, and, and not, not only, um, for you and how you've walked through it and are now on the, the winning side of it, but also for me and not only learning to forgive and, um, and, move forward, but I think also just learning a little bit more about, um, grace and how to view people who really are struggling, people who really do love the Lord and love their families. But for whatever reason, you know, when they're, when they're going through a valley, that that can be something that they turn to not not for any other reason other than to self-medicate and make make the the other demons go away yeah even if for a moment it's something for me that um i remember being uh very judgmental about any other addiction Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was just like oh how can you be addicted to name your name your you know thing alcohol or drugs or 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 gambling i mean how can you do that to your family how can you you know i was very judgmental and had no grace and had no grace and and now um you know i I have it has been something that has come out of it um uh so again not to skip by that one but it will be its own podcast i can see in the future but we will view and, and it is true we view our life we make decisions um through the lens of things we have all been through. We all do that. And this is a big one. This is Mm -hmm. something where um, it affects who we hang out with, Mm -hmm. what we watch, what we allow to entertain us, um, where we go. I mean, it affects uh, everything almost in in our life. So um, we've gone through some job uh, transitions in our life. Those have been some pretty big trials. Yeah. And, um, there, um, I, I worked for churches, um, and, uh, we should silence our phones too for yeah. podcasts in the future. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we've gone through, um, definitely some, some, it was mine by the way. Okay. All right. Well, we'll just, we'll note that for next time, put it in the show notes. Um, 
anyway, uh, I worked for um, some churches, um, and um, there have been some, we may get into that later too, but um, organizational uh, shifts or transitions that have happened um, that have been painful, that have been hurtful, because when you're, um, it's not just like a regular job, it's like that's your family. That's, and, and again, this might be more cathartic for us than for you listening, but um, it's something that, that, that really did change us. You know, we, we were, um, we were so bought in to these, to this job that Mm -hmm. became part of our life because you don't just turn your keys in. You have these people that are in your church over for your, you know, small group time and you pray for them and they're on your team and, you know, you get to know them and we were far from home. So they, they became the people that watched our children mm-hmm. that took care of them and that brought us, you know, diapers, you know, for a diaper mm-hmm. party. I mean, these are the type, it wasn't just. They were our family. They were our family. Yeah. Absolutely. And so those, those are some other things. And, and, and I'm sure we'll, that'll be another <laughs> episode on its own. We'll be, you know, healing after, um, after you lose something so great. That is a a church family um, and a church body, and um, especially if you were in full time ministry, it's yeah. a it's a big deal, sure, and um, it's a big loss. And so, um, but yes, definitely that goes into the trials category is um, job transition out of ministry. Um, yeah, um, let's see. Next up is an overview of our successes. Yes. So we can move forward to that. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about the other things okay. more All later. Right. Um, and, and I uh, I think one of the things I, I wanted to talk about um, specifically um, was, and, and it's, it's, it's something that kind of ties into the other things, was um, going through um, kind of coming out the other side of some of these would be counseling and how we have gone, not only did, was that part of our restoration process and, and learning to talk and deal with each other and, and work and love each other in, in, in better ways, but also it was, it became something that we actually enjoyed doing. Um, and, and we had the opportunity in some of those ministry, um, times to where we could actually serve others in that way. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think that, um, out of a need for counseling, um, counseling has become a passion of ours. And we've, we've actually even, um, flirted with the idea of, of both of us going back to school and, um, getting our masters so that we can, uh, do that. Um, but at this point in our lives and with children and, that seems a little bit out of reach, but maybe, maybe someday. It's definitely a passion of ours and something that we like to, um, to do and and yeah, be a part of. We, yeah. Because it changed us so much. I think the 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 thoughts that we got from that when we were open to hearing the other person's point of view, yeah, um, changed us. Um, and so another thing, obviously, um, we have three children that are amazing um, mm-hmm. and are huge passion point, which we'll talk about later in, in yes. other episodes. But I'd say that that is a success of ours, um, not for our sake, but the success story that has come out of our relationship. Um, our kids are, and, and yes, to an extent it is our parenting, but they're just awesome kids. They're, they, really they love are. the Lord. And that's not something you can parent into them. Yeah. That is that's a work of the Holy Spirit. So that's a, a blessing. Yeah. Yep. yep. Our kids are 
I, I can't, I mean, you said everything. I said it all. Yeah, all right. they're, they, they really are great kids. We've been super blessed to have, um, Madison, who's our mom number two. Mm-hmm. She's a lot like daddy. Um, in a lot of ways, she's, she's very, um, I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> no, in good ways. She's very mature and, and structured and, um, <coughs> excuse me. She, uh, um, she's, she can be very, uh, all or nothing or black and white like dad. But, um, I think that she's also, you know, she's, she just, she loves the, she loves our littles. We, we call the, we call the last two our littles because, because of the six year gap between Madison and Natalie and then eight year gap between Madison and Gavin. Um, we call the other two our littles and she's our little mom number two who, you know, she helps out a lot around here. She's brilliant. We don't know where she got that from. I, have I no mean, idea. That's not we, we got A's in high school, but she's just, I mean, she's a genius child. I don't know how she, she got that, but, um, then we have Natalie and then we have Natalie who is our, um, spunky, sassy, <laughs> I call her dimples for days. This girl, if you haven't seen her in person, um, she has the most outrageous dimples and they are just adorable. Yep. And I don't say that just because she's mine. No. Every person that sees her notices her smile <laughs> and her dimples and her eyes and um and she's just joyful. <laughs> she her laugh is infectious mm-hmm. and uh um, and then we have Gavin, who's our youngest, and um, like any four-year-old boy, he's still working through some things that test mommy's mommy's patience and daddy's, and daddy's patience. But, um, but he is—he's uh, pretty amazing, and he's a, a ball of energy, and um, he just is. Um, yeah, he's just—he's a different dynamic than our girls are, but we love it. And he's, he's loud and passionate. Oh boy, is he passionate? He Mm -hmm. is just when he's super happy, he's super happy when he's super sad. He's so, so sad. Mm -hmm. And when he's angry, he's pretty angry. He's just, he's, he's our passionate little boy, but he loves super hard. He does. Oh, see, you can't, we can't talk about that anymore. (laughs) You're not seeing what I'm seeing. Okay. Um, (laughs) um, so next, I would just say, um, because I want to make sure we get to the last topic before we run out of time. Um, so, you know, also um, ministry. Um, obviously, we love ministering at church. We play and sing and um, we do small groups and we love that. And that's I think that's something that is just always been there, but brought out, especially recently. Um, so I'd say that's another success. Yeah. I think that we we enjoy doing ministry together, and we're fortunate that um, our interests and talents lead us to be able to do ministry together. Not there's not a lot of couples that can say that their ministries are the same, and I think that that's something that we treasure and we know is a is a valuable um, a valuable asset in the kingdom when when a couple that is united not only in life but in in spirit you know when we're when we're one flesh one spirit and we can work in the same ministry it it's a really 
I think it's a really powerful thing to be able to minister alongside your spouse doing the same thing. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I definitely think that's a, a success for us. So, and it's, it's a, it's obviously a passion of, of yeah. ours, a, a, something we like to talk about. So, yeah. um, so let's just talk about, um, and we did a little bit already, um, but kind of where we are now, um, you know, we, we, you know, as far as, you know, our, our kids and our church and, and our jobs, um, we've had even recent transitions and some of those things, but is there anything you'd like to touch on just having talked about, um, who we are, kind of where we've been, you know, our ups and downs, where do you see us now? I mean, how do you see us as we're, as we're moving forward as a couple? And, and, and I guess just to give someone who might be listening to this, um, not false hope, but I guess encouragement that, um, that this isn't the end for us, that we're not, we don't have it all together. Like we said at the very beginning, but we are moving forward. We're works in progress where we can continue to, to, through God's grace, be slightly better each day, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's not, um, it's not anything of our, of our own, but it's of, of him. So can you maybe pick something that you think would help someone understand that a little bit more clearly? Um, as far as where we are now, yes. like, um, in regards to trials and, and yeah. things we walked through yeah, or... and, and what we're seeing. Yeah. Okay. What you're hopeful about even just even now. Hmm. Well, I would say that now we are, like you said, just, uh, works in progress. I would say that's why I like the title of our podcast. We're getting there because I think that, you know, um, while the thing, some of the things we've walked through have been not fun and I wouldn't prefer to walk through them again. Um, I would say that we've just gained a, a bigger picture of, um, of God's provision, um, a bigger picture of God's, um, pursuit of us, um, a bigger picture of God's grace towards us and his, um, um, his just relentless and dare I say reckless. Oh, there it is. <laughs> um, it love for us and, um, and, uh, just, you know, when the, when, when the word says that he works, everything out for the good of those who, who love him and who are called according to his purposes. You know, we've seen that and we're, I think that we are living, breathing, walking proof that that is true. And, um, and that there's not, not a struggle too great that he can't redeem and, um, make, make better and so she can preach she can preach i don't think i have anything to add to that no i think that we're um you know we've been yeah like you said um we've been kind of walking through all of these things and on the other side um 
it's it's a different it's a different vantage point it's a different viewpoint when you can look back on some of those things and not that they're you know forever forgotten or not that you won't have struggles coming up but that you like you said you see the hand of god you see him reaching out and pulling you out where there's no way that you could have done it yourself and and making your relationship better mm-hmm. on the other end and it's not like you said we don't prefer those things and i don't want to see most or any of those you know trials come back but um you know the the word's clear that he that he works those types of things out and, and, um, and therefore, um, to, for our perseverance. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's why, um, you know, that's why he says to count it all a joy. Um, because, um, once you're on the other side of the things, you see his hand in all of it. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. Very good. I love talking with you. This is so good. Well, good. It's cathartic because... for us. <laughs> so you keep saying that. People are going to get sick of that I word. I know. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> it's good for us. It's good for us. So just to kind of recap, we just wanted to, to tell you guys, you know, a little bit about who we are, where we've been, and, you know, where we are now and what we're looking forward to. And the rest of these will um, hopefully be um, more, more, sp- more topical, more topical, <laughs> more specific. And we're going to get into, you know, topics like, like I said, like parenting and like relationships. And um, there'll be a lot of different, uh, you know, um, probably a lot on marriage, a, you know? Yeah. That's something that, um, and we, we'd like to hear from you guys. So before I close out, um, we have a, an, an email. Um, so it's, we're getting their podcast at gmail.com. W E R E getting their podcast at gmail.com. And so if you have questions or topics or anything like that, you'd like to throw out there. Yeah. Let um, us, let us know what, what you guys want to hear us talk about. I mean, I don't, I, I'm, I would be flattered if anybody actually wanted to hear us talk about anything at all. Yeah. Besides um, us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you do have a, a topic that you think would be good for us to, to run over, please please send that to us. Absolutely. And if you're interested in, in even being on, or you have someone that you're interested in, uh, you know, being on, um, yeah, please let us know, please send that information out to us. So, uh, we're going to close out here. And, um, if you have any, uh, anything else, drop us a line and thanks for listening. I hope you have a great week.